Hello and welcome to the August DCM podcast. This month I've got two guests, partly because I'm a bit under the weather and I want to do less work, uh, but also because they're both erudite and witty guys who love cinema. I'm joined by DCM's client director, Antonio Garcia. Hi, Tom. Hi, Antonio. And more importantly, Wayne Greenwell, who is Senior Brand Manager at Ubisoft. Hi, Wayne. Hello, Tom. How are you, Wayne? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. And Tony, how are you? Lo- I'm lovely. Thanks. Okay, good. <laughs> this is Tony's second or third appearance. Tony's third now. Yeah, it's a hat trick. Ri- rivaling Zoe Jones for most... Um, appearances. <laughs> yeah, most appearances, yeah. I was well. going to say most frequent guest. But I think Zoe's been on four times, so we'll have to get you on another okay, time. Another just time. Yeah. to annoy her. Uh, but... We need to chat about recent cinema trips. I know that Wayne was at our DCM Film Club screening of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood last yes, night. You've seen right. it, Tony. I have, yeah. What was the verdict? I liked it. It's a very interesting and very cool film in many respects. It's a little bit on the long side, I think. It is 161 um, minutes. Yeah. Is that too long? Should any film be 161 minutes long? Um, some. Yeah, totally. I just think there were, there were parts which could have been cut and didn't really add a lot to it. But overall, there were lots of really really cool, really interesting scene. It's a very Tarantino um, um, kind of style of movie to be made. And I really enjoyed it. I came out, there were, I had a smile on my face for a lot of it, so I definitely came out thinking that was a cool movie and I'm glad I've seen that. I haven't seen it yet. So you still haven't seen it. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. I've been under the weather. As I said, I've been yeah, under yeah, the weather. I'm not trying to get sympathy, yeah. but I've been <laughs> under the weather and I was supposed to see it at the weekend, but I was ill. So I lie, lay on the sofa and watched other films. Like, I watched Shazam instead. <laughs> instead. It's better than Shazam. Um, it probably, That's a good I, well, movie hope, to watch when you're feeling under Yeah, water. but I hope it is better than Shazam. <laughs> I'm not saying I didn't like Shazam, but I'm hoping yeah. one. I'm expecting more from this. Yeah. Tony, what were your it's thoughts? Definitely. It's be- I thought it's better than Shazam. No. Um, <laughs> it's, I re- I, I've, it's one of my top films of the year, I'd say. I put it in my top, really well. top five. Um, I loved it. I loved the performances. I love the you know the recreation of the era, the Hollywood era. It was clearly a love letter from Quentin Tarantino. Um, DiCaprio and Pitt are amazing. Margot Robbie's you know amazing. Um, so yeah, I agree. Like Leo, I will watch him in anything. I think he's fantastic all the time. Him and Brad Pitt were both incredible. I was kind of disappointed with how they used Margot Robbie. I just think she was really underused, and actually her her entire storyline yeah. just felt like it was there for the sake of it, rather than actually adding anything to the movie. Which was, the, I guess, the only disappointing part for me. Yeah, but she, other she, than that, I thought yeah. it was fantastic. I wouldn't have minded if she was in it more either. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I don't doubt you would. <laughs> so, is it going to be a major Oscar contender next year? Do you think? Um, for performances, I think absolutely. Um, I think, uh, yeah, I think they will have several nominations just because you know style, substance. It's it's classic Tarantino in a lot of those respects, and. Um, yeah, I would be surprised if it's not featuring quite prominently there. Yeah, DiCaprio is amazing. He, he really could is. be leading actor for DiCaprio and best supporting for. Bear for in Brad mind, Pitt. I haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. I I just get a sense that Brad Pitt's going to win best supporting actor for this film. I just I, feel like it's it's good. You, this is the film. It feels like I'm it, the biggest it? Leo fan. I think he's my favorite actor of all time. But Whoa. I think Brad Pitt was a, f- uh, and he was fantastic in the movie. But Brad Pitt did steal the film for me. He w- he was a really interesting character. And he played it so, so well. Um, I just really enjoyed every scene he was involved in. Yeah, he downplays it. He's yes. very understated. He's he very really cool. DiCaprio's doing the heavy lifting acting, yes. isn't he? He's really acting his, he's really acting his socks off. But um, yeah, Pitt does kind of steal the show, doesn't he? Yeah, I kind of think so. Yeah, I just feel like Brad Pitt's going to win the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. But have you seen any other films at the cinema recently? Uh, quite a lot. Um, so good, I think good. before <laughs> that, the most recent one I saw was The Lion King. Okay. Um 
And just to caveat at the front, I'm, I was never a big fan of the original Lion King. Everyone seems to rave about it as one of the best Disney films of all time. I went to see it because I thought it looked quite stunning. And I, I kind of felt like I'd already seen the movie before because they haven't really changed anything. Um, I'd seen Aladdin previously, a few weeks or months before, whenever that came out. Um, and I really enjoyed Aladdin. That was a really, really cool um, modernization of, of a classic Disney film. And I just didn't feel like they did it, took any risks or did anything very interesting with The Lion King. So that one was a bit disappointing. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I'm going to I'm going to sh- share your opinion on that one in that I, again, I hold, hold no affection for The Lion King as one of the hand classic Disney. People and People really seem to love it. Yeah, it's not. I don't I, I only watched it re- in the last decade. Um, so I didn't watch it as a child. I was 15 when it came out, so <laughs> I, was, I wasn't going to see The Lion King. I was going to yep. watch Scream and True Lies and things like that. <laughs> the classics. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't even think Scream was that year, but either way, I was waiting patiently for Scream. Uh, but again, I agree with you. But technically, it's a stunner. Yeah, it But looks, I felt like incredible. I got no sense of real excitement from it. Yeah. What yeah. about you, Tone? Uh, yeah, it, visually incredible. So, yeah, so I saw it a few weeks ago. Um, and but felt the kind of same. It felt a bit pointless as a remake. It was literally, wasn't it, shot for shot? But visually, I just, you know, just kept like staring at it in wonder. Uh, but my my other recent favourite film would be um, Hobbs and Shaw. I was just I about think. to say Hobbs, Hobbs and, and Shaw, Shaw, right? Yes. What a Fast classic! Fast and Furious presents Hobbs. And Fast and Furious yes. presents. Yeah, Absolutely. get that in there too. But yeah, classic film. Maybe that's in my top five too. It's, that not, will, it's not really. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating <laughs> when I say that will probably be one of my top five. Of really? The year. Yes. Really? So, um, as I think you're both aware, there's kind of a few of us in the Ubisoft offices who are uh, very into our Fast and Furious movies. Um, Dave Burrows, who you've both met, one of the brand managers I work with, he he loves Fast and Furious. And if you ha- if you have a few beers with him, he will relentlessly talk to you for a good hour and convince you why it's so good. I used to think Fast and Furious was not a very good franchise and, uh, you know, moved away from being about street racing. You've drunk the Burroughs Kool-Aid, is yeah, that absolutely. what you're saying? <laughs> he, he, he gets so excited about it that I genuinely was interested in watching the movies and having watched them all, uh, we actually did um, four to eight back-to-back with, um, with Dave and um, some, one of our other colleagues drinking Coronas because it's the, the beer of choice to, for Fast and Furious yep. and I and I, I love it now it's a fantastic action movie franchise that gets more and more silly every time and Hobbs and Shaw really ramped it up and took it to that next level which is now it's basically a superhero movie franchise and, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I love superhero movie franchises so so that was very interesting so where does Hobbs and Shaw rate in the Fast and Furious canon it's the ninth film in the series yes where does it rate it's up there as probably one of my top three um, I certainly the 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 more the further the series goes on, the more and more outrageous it gets. Um, but realistically, two hours of watching The Rock and Jason Statham insult each other, <laughs> and then crazy action sequences thrown in, it's yeah. definitely up there as as one of the the better ones. Um, I think the problem I had is having watched four to uh, five to eight back to back, they all merged into one long movie for me. But whichever one is the one where they're on a plane and Jason Statham is holding a baby whilst shooting loads of bad guys. That is also up there as one of the better uh, Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, I, I'd that go along with that. Jason Statham. <laughs> really not, I don't be. think I've seen that Fast really and Furious be. film, but that could be any Jason Statham. Yeah. Film. No, but so it's been a good month. It's been a good month for cinema. Lion King's doing well, and this feels an appropriate time to mention that cinema admissions at the end of July were up 1.4% year on year. So for the year to date, to the end of July, cinema admissions were up 1.4%. And when you remember that 2018 was the busiest year for cinema admissions in almost 50 years. That's quite a remarkable result. You know, in 2018, admissions were up over 3%, you know. So this just shows incredible growth over the last two years. And when you think about the films that we've got for the rest of the year, some of which we'll talk about shortly, it's an incredible story. Why do you think cinema's having so much success at the moment, Tony? 
firstly, the strength of the titles, the content, obviously, the likes of Disney, obviously, you know, bringing in huge audiences. But, um, you know, we've talked about Universal, Sony films, films like, you know, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood offers something different. We'll bring in other audiences as well. But, um, uh, you know, we've got the best cinemas as well. Um, it's also the experience. Like we uh, yesterday, Film Club was at Curzon Bloomsbury, and that's one of the nicest cinemas in London. So, you know, that's, that's but it has some competition now. I think when Curzon Bloomsbury first opened, it was you know clearly one of the best cinemas in London, and still it's a, an amazing cinema and a beautiful place to go and watch a film. But I think it's got genuine competition from uh, probably seven or eight cinemas within a mile radius. Absolutely, sure. and I think that's uh, an incredible testament yeah. to the cinema exhibitors and that they've improved the cinema experience. Absolutely, I was at your recent uh, DCM upfronts. Um, at the Leicester Square it's called Odeon. the Cinema Media Showcase Cinema now Media Wayne Showcase, <laughs> my mistake <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> at the yeah, Leicester Square Odeon Lux um, and that cinema was incredible I've, I went there years ago before it was obviously refurbed um, I really want to watch a movie there just with those kind of reclinable armchairs they, they it won't be as good as the showcase <laughs> <laughs> of course but you're right yeah. that, I mean that, that was a cinema that it's basically the flagship cinema yes. of Odeon's yeah. entire um, estate and probably the most famous cinema in Europe and it did need a spruce up and they've done it really beautifully they've certainly the design inside is beautiful the seats are so comfortable the screen's been improved yeah. and it's, it's, it's one of the finest cinemas yeah. probably in the world and I think I think pound for pound, London must have, and the UK must have some of the best cinemas around in it of anywhere. I just think the cinema, um, cinema exhibitors have really upped their game over the last decade. And that's, yeah. as you say, along with the amazing film content, it's resulted in cinema admissions being up 1.4% at the end of July. And then obviously, I think by the end of the year, we'll be up well. Uh, up, sorry, I think And we'll we've had rubbish too. weather as well. Which we helps. have had rubbish weather, which always helps. Yes. Worst summer ever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I can't. Best summer ever in terms of cinema. Yes. No. Best but, summer ever. We'll talk uh, about your role a bit now, Wayne. You work mm-hmm. at Ubisoft as senior brand manager. What does that entail? Um, so I basically work within the marketing team, um, very heavily involved with all of our paid media uh, cam- uh, for various campaigns. I'm currently working on Watchdogs Legion, which is out in March next year. So we're building the campaigns, working with our media agency, Wavemaker. Um, and Effectively, I'm, in char- I'm responsible and in charge of pulling the plans together for all of our launch uh, media campaigns, um, whether that's putting videos online, whether that's buying ads in cinema, um, TV, out of home, all of the big traditional paid media um, stuff, um, and just making sure that you know we have an effective campaign that is reaching our audience at the right time with the with the right messaging. It's a lot of fun. It's the video game industry, so uh, you know you'd hope it would be fun. Um, and it, it, I've been there for eight years, so yeah, certainly, certainly a, a lot of fun and good times. So, you're obviously a huge cinema fan. Yes. Which are better, cinema films or games? Ooh, <laughs> good question. Um, so I am a huge cinema fan, um, but I've played video games my entire life, and working in, in the industry has been phenomenal. I don't think I could move away from video games as easily um, as as movies. So, what have been the big releases this year for you guys? Uh, this year, um, we had the Division Two, which was out in Tom Clancy. March. Tom Clancy, yep, yeah. uh, that was out in March, I believe. I didn't work on that one. Um, and apparently, they're making a film of the Division. Is that correct? Yes, I, I think it's actually going to be a Netflix movie now. Oh, boo! <laughs> <Yeah. Ooh>, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have no idea about when that's going to be releasing. We don't tend to be uh, shown too much of, of that kind of the You've business. You've not been offered a cameo role. <laughs> no, sadly not. No, um, but certainly movies are. Um, it's an area of the. Uh, the business that the, the wants to move into 
Uh, we had the Assassin's Creed movie, which came out a couple of years ago now. Yeah, on New Year's Day yep. 2017, um, I think. Yep. I personally enjoyed parts of that movie. Um, it, it was very, as you know, as a, as a fan of the Assassin's Creed franchise, as someone who's played all of the mainline games, um, I really enjoyed a lot of the, the nods to the fans. Um, it received various backlash from from parts of the media, but it's it did it did well for us, um, and certainly further uh, videos are, are planned for the business with some of our biggest brands. So, did you see a spike in a, in sales of the Assassin's Creed franchise off the back of the, the film release? Um, so, the Assassin's Creed franchise has been it is, it is our biggest franchise. It's one of the biggest exactly, franchises. Exactly, it's gaming. held it's held up. Um, you know, for I think celebrating around ten years now. Um, which is phenomenal, really. Um, we've had a lot of titles in, in the mainline series as well as various spin-offs um, over the years. Um, I think it did a really nice job of further increasing our brand awareness. We, we have a huge brand awareness throughout the UK, but also globally for, for Assassins. Um, it's, it's much higher than a lot of our other, other brands. Um, so it, it's just further adding to that, and you know, it's just another string to the Ubisoft bow. And, I mean, it's testament to the strength of the property of Assassin's Creed that you got Michael Fassbender and Marin Cotillard oh, yeah. in that film Excellent. and Excellent directed cast. by Justin Kurzel who had done great films in the past and is going to go on to do great films in future as well so in uh, across more broader gaming what have been the big releases this year this year that's uh so it's all about free to play at the moment um which you're probably aware of Fortnite which is huge um it's not going away anytime soon it's been so massive for a long time and everyone seems to want a slice of that now so there's a game which I've been obsessed with since it came out PUBG uh, is that- I, I did play PUBG before I slowly went away from that it's a game called Apex uh which is made by EA yeah. um it's another free to play battle royale game they they launched it they basically announced it um early February and launched it later that same day and I have played pretty much every week since then um, it's just great fun. I'm still pretty rubbish at it, which is annoying, but I win the, the occasional game and it, it's very exciting. Um, so that's that's been great. And I think more and more publishers are trying to get involved with those free-to-play Battle Royale games. Outside of the free-to-play business, um, I'm trying to think what other huge releases we've had. I think we're gearing up to release season. So we've got Borderlands 3, which is out in a couple of weeks. We have uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint, which is out in October. You have your usual FIFAs and Call of Duties. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of stuff f- further to come. I'm looking forward to a, fil- uh, to a game which has, it feels incredibly cinematic as well, and it, it stars Guillermo del Toro and Norman Reedus, Death Stranding. Death Stranding, yes. Which looks absolutely bonkers, so, but I c- yeah. can't wait to play it. I, yeah, I'm, I really don't know what to make of that game. So what, I don't understand produced, what you have to do. It's made by Kojima, <laughs> who, makes the metal, who used to make the Metal Gear Solid um, uh, uh, games. But... I think it's very it's very classic and uh, almost peak Kojima in that his games always are a little bit crazy and a bit bizarre and you're, you're not sometimes you're not too sure of exactly what he's trying to get at. Every trailer and gameplay video I've seen for this game just raises more questions and I still don't really know what that game is going to be. It looks really cool, it looks really interesting, but I just have no idea what the yeah. game is supposed to be. And it's I think like, a lot of people are in that position. It's like David Lynch did a video game. <laughs> yeah, <it>? yeah, <clears throat> a little bit. Gaming companies use cinema regularly. Why is that? I think um, you know we, we make a lot of cinematic trailers when we're trying to show off our, our games in their best light, and just the the environment of cinema itself. I'm, I'm a, obviously a big fan of cinema. I go quite a lot, but just being in that in that environment where you're in a in a big room, a massive screen in front of you, uh, you know, there's no other distractions. You are fully focused on there, um, and we know, you know, I'm certainly within just on the cusp of I guess the 16 to 34 male audience <laughs> that we traditionally try to uh, target. Um, 
but we know our audience are going to the cinema on a regular basis you know sometimes uh, at least once a month sometimes several times a month so there's a, there's kind of this natural affinity if, uh, between movies and video games uh, there's a reason why a lot of video game franchises um, also end up releasing movies um, things like you know Tomb Raider have, have had great success there before um, so I think there's it just feels like it's always going to be a great environment for us, particularly if there's a really strong release that, that resonates with our audience um, around the time of us launching a new title. It feels like it's often a no-brainer for us to be involved with that. Yeah. Uh, and what type of film works well for you guys? Um, action action films, uh, superhero movies. So Marvel obviously have many releases throughout the year, um, uh, as well as DC. Um, and we, we certainly find that our audience is love those movies already they're big fans of the comics um they also are very much into video games so it's, it's a perfect fit for us when something like that lines up uh, but really any any kind of action uh, movie even certain dramas can can really work for us it, it as, as long as we feel the audience is spot on and often we will look to you guys for for your recommendations of what you think will, will work for our audience and tony's well. very good at that <laughs> he is yes. thanks guys <laughs> and Let's talk. Let's get back onto films. Yes. Uh, we're on much safer ground there. Or oh, I could talk about Days Gone. That was a good one, wasn't it? Days Gone. Yeah. That, have, you, uh, have you played that? I haven't played it. No. Oh, it's I've one played of the few one. PlayStation exclusives I haven't played actually. Yeah, I've completed it, it last very week. Well for them. Did you like it? Yeah, I did enjoy yeah. it very much. Cool. It was a bit grim. Yeah. Oh, I felt a bit like oh, <laughs> yeah, probably sure. need to go look at the sky or something <laughs> um, afterwards. But it was good. Or a flower. I need to look at flowers. <laughs> uh, but anyway, looking ahead to the rest of the year in yes. terms of cinema, what are you looking forward to? Uh, I think the next big one for me is going to be It Chapter 2. Yeah, I really loved the first one. Um, so I'm a big fan of films like The Goonies. Um, I grew up on The Goonies, really. And it reminded me so much of that, but in a very dark and twisted way. Um, so I'm very excited for the second one. The trailer looks fantastic. The it's, casting's it, brilliant. The casting is really, really strong. It also looks a little bit scarier and creepier than the first one, which I'm, you know, I'm not normally a big horror fan, but I'm very, very in for that this time around. So I'm, yeah, I'm really excited for that one. Um, Joker looks really cool. I think that that will that certainly looks really interesting. Again, DC have had a few missteps. I think Wonder Woman was fantastic. Um, I thought Aquaman had some really enjoyable parts, and other than that, I've not been too keen on their releases. But I like that Joker. Just seems really different to anything to any superhero movie um, released before and that it's not really going down the, the superhero tropes it's it's trying something very unique and, and, and interesting um, what else and also with Joker it's premiering at the Venice Film Festival next week so we're recording right. this in cool. around the what is it the 21st of August today I can't remember yes 21st uh, so it will know next week whether it's any good and it Chapter 2 had its first screenings in the US yesterday public screening well not public screenings but screenings where people were allowed to tweet their responses and the general consensus is it is scarier. Uh, right. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Joker as well. Can't wait for that. Tony, you're into Joker. Aren't yeah, you? I'm really looking forward to that. That's out fourth of October. Yeah, from yes. what we've heard, it's an, like we spoke to people at Warner Brothers and they're they're saying really good things about it. They're talking it up. So you know, fingers crossed, it's going to be as good as everyone's hoping it's going to be. Uh, also. Um, hoping, uh, you know, even more fingers crossed that the Terminator Dark Fate oh might be good. Come I'm on, we've got to have it, a good really one, excited. right? A good sequel, you. right? I'm with you. I think the first time I even knew they were making that is when you showed us a trailer for that, Tom. And obviously the last couple of Terminator films have not been very good. But there's always that hope. There is always hope. Because one and hope. two are so yeah. good that you, you just kind of wish they would make it's a good It's such one. a great world. And it does look interesting from the trailer. Yeah, the so. world that James Cameron built yes. is 
the, up there with the very best sci-fi worlds that have been created. And yeah. just the promise of being back in that world is exciting. Great. And the fact that James Cameron is involved from the story stage of this one, I think Tim Miller did a great job with Deadpool, you know, a really great job that yeah. I feel like I'm hope, really hopeful. And Linda Hamilton, Hamilton's back. They've announced that Edward Furlong's back. Yes, that's, that's exciting. I think that's really exciting. Yeah, I think Mackenzie Davis is a good, really good choice of lead. Uh, my, 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 only, my main concern is the fact that the, from the first trailer, the, the evil Terminator looks yeah. a bit too similar to the evil Terminator in Terminator Genesis. And I want, yeah. you know, I want something a bit different. I get he's supposed to be emotionless as well, but yeah. he, he just looks, from the trailers at least, he comes across as quite flat and not, not even very menacing. Whereas in Terminator 2, the, the guy, I don't know who Robert it was. Robert was amazing, he, he, wasn't he? He did come across as incredibly terrifying and menacing, whereas you don't, I don't necessarily get that from the trailer so far. But, I, but what I will say, I saw extended footage for this at Cine Europe, and although I'm not allowed to talk about it, it was really good, much better than I think the trailer has Great, so far okay. revealed. So I imagine we'll get a new trailer very soon, potentially with it, Chapter when 2. When is it out? It's out on October 23rd. Okay. But I'm excited for it, and... It also, it just shows how good James Cameron is as a director. Those Terminator yeah. 1 and 2 are just absolutely knockout. Yeah. And, you know, since then, good directors have had a crack at it and not quite pulled it off. I'm hopeful for Tim Miller. It's out October 23rd. Yeah, any others that you're particularly looking forward to? Um, so I feel like I should mention Star Wars, <laughs> not because I'm particularly massively excited. I, I think Star Wars is a perfectly fine franchise, but I don't get why it's been as famous for as long as it has been i guess i i guess i missed the initial hype when i was when i was younger and obviously it was a bit before my time um and then since then the movies have been enjoyable but often forgettable but people obviously love it so and it will be a huge movie obviously yeah. just before christmas so and I, I will obviously definitely see it um and I'll probably enjoy it but i just i don't know i'm not i'm not feeling the excitement as a lot of my friends and colleagues at the moment are definitely well i think we've managed to get 22 minutes into the podcast and we barely mentioned marvel so we've got to talk marvel <laughs> yes. and look ahead uh, as a huge fan of the marvel cinematic universe how do you see 2020 shaping up and what are you hoping to see in phase four it's really interesting so they obviously announced uh, their their kind of future plans at san diego comic-con about a month ago now i guess um, and it's so different. I really like the fact that it's very different to what has come before. They're taking a few risks. They're trying a, a brand new things. There's a bunch of movies in there, um, which, you know, and heroes in there who I don't know anything about. I, I'm a massive, yeah, exactly. I'm a massive Marvel uh, cinema, a cinematic universe fan, but I don't read the comics. So everything I've learned from about it is, is from watching the movies. Um, I obviously am familiar with characters like Iron Man and Captain America. They're, uh, they're introducing new characters who I won't know about. Um, and the last time they did that was Guardians of the Galaxy. And I, I think that's up there as one of the greatest Marvel films they've released. I genuinely love it. So I'm excited to see what they do and the risks they take. One of the things that I guess I'm least, well, I, I am excited about, but also a little bit annoyed is they've obviously got the TV uh, series that they're going to release on Disney+. I wasn't planning on getting Disney Plus because it's just another subscription service, but now I have to get it because it's, it's going to be so intrinsically tied into what they're doing in the movies, which again, I'm sure they'll be really great. And they, I, I think they'll be able to take a lot more risks with those TV shows as well. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how that all ties together and, and comes back. So we've got on the 1st of May, Black Widow, directed yes. by Kate Shortland, who has only done generally smaller independent films uh, so far. And that's what Marvel have done over recent years. You know, you could... Uh, uh, Anna Boden and Ryan Fleck, who did Captain Marvel, they had previously done films like uh, Half Nelson, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. With Ryan Gosling. 
Well, Kate Shortland did the Berlin Syndrome, and uh, I think this is shaping up to be... Looking at the casting alone, yeah. it is a film that I'm excited to see. In that, yeah. it's probably going to be a standalone story. Yeah. If, if you've seen prequel, Avengers Endgame, believe, yeah, it's a yeah. prequel. Florence Pugh and Rachel Weisz are in the cast, which to me are two amazing casting editions of the highest quality. Yeah. And that's first of May, and so people have high expectations for Phase Four after Marvel and Avengers Endgame, and Absolutely. also Spider-Man: Far From Home to a lesser extent. I think Black Widow has to do something different and exciting, but to me that makes it a really exciting prospect. I, I agree. I'm really excited about it. I think Blackwood is a really interesting character who, um, I guess when they first introduced her into the MCU, um, she was almost a little bit of a, a side character. And over the years, as we get closer to the likes of Infinity War and Endgame, she becomes such a crucial character in that team, um, despite not actually having any superpowers like a, a lot of the other heroes there. Um, so I'm really excited to see what they do with the standalone movie. I think it's it's a long overdue movie, and, it, and they can tell some really interesting stories. Um, so I think it'll be good. I'm just disappointed that I have to wait till May, because that's a long time to go without any Marvel movies. And her superpower is getting on people's shoulders and making them fall over. <laughs> yeah. She does that she in every film. That, yeah. she gets on their sh- it's like she gets on their shoulders without even trying. <laughs> but Florence Pugh was doing that in uh, Fighting With My Family, so maybe yes. they're both going to try and do it on each other. Yeah, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's going to be like oh. some sort of Mexican standoff of <laughs> shoulder climbing. Uh, <laughs> I'm up Sounds for that. Excellent. Between Florence Pugh and Scott, I'm up for that. Scott. And then we, obviously we've got the Eternals yes. on the f- uh, first week in November next year, which you've already mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. It feels like this will be the new Guardians of the Galaxy. Could Eclectic well cast. Yeah. Uh, another director, Chloe Zhao, um, who has made a name with really good uh, art house films like The Rider. Uh, but again, Angelina Jolie has already announced as the, the main role. Kumail Nanjiani's in the cast. Richard Madden. There's rumours about other really big names that we haven't, we won't mention just in case they don't come off and this looks silly in a few <laughs> in a few months' time. But to me, again, yeah. that could be next year's Guardians of the Galaxy. That feels like it? next year's it Guardians of the Galaxy, doesn't it? And with Captain Marvel as well, the standard, you know, Marvel have obviously raised the standard of blockbusters, but in terms of box office, you know, it feels like even their smallest films are just going to do minimum 30, 35 million. And yeah. this feels like it will do 40 million, like Captain Marvel, if not more. Uh, so, I, I mean, I'm excited for The Eternals as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, again, I don't know too much about it, and I kind of almost want to go into these newer films a little bit blind, and like I did with The Guardians, and then, you know, set go in with no expectations and hopefully be wowed by what I'm seeing. I think of the stuff they've announced so far, the most interesting uh, for me at the moment is the new Doctor Strange movie. One, because I, I quite liked the first one. I think he's played a really important and an interesting role in the Avengers movie since then but they've also announced that it's going to be a bit different in that it should be like a horror yeah the multiverse of madness which uh which sounds interesting because it doesn't sound like the sort of movies you know they've they've grown famous for making um and again it just shows that they are willing to try new things and test things out a bit and play with the really strong IP they've got. So I'm quite excited for that one. Yeah, and we don't know how these films are going to look either. I think Black Widow is going to look very different to The Eternals. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so in 2020, are there any other films you're particularly looking forward to? I'm trying to think all those movies you showed me um, the other day now. Uh, so there's obviously Fast and Furious 9, which um, <laughs> which is definitely one that I'm excited about. And has been filming in London. Yes, yeah. At so Leaves and Studios. Yep. Because oh, yeah. we went to Leaves and Studios, didn't yep. we, Tony? Yep. And the security guard told us she saw Steve <laughs> Vin Diesel. And she she was quite short, like five four. She said she was five four. And she said she was taller than Vin Diesel. <laughs> 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 I did I didn't believe her, but she said it. 
Wonder Woman, the, the sequel to that. I'm no, quite 1984, about. Yes. yeah. Um, I do think it's the best DC film they've released to date. Um, uh, Gal Gadot is fantastic. It's like she was almost like born to play that role. Uh, so I'm quite excited to see where they take that. And I mean, if I if I were the people behind the DC franchise and, and making these decisions... This is your I chance would, to pitch. Yeah, I would build the franchise around her moving forwards rather than, than Batman, around yeah. Superman or Batman because... Although the Batman with Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves sounds like it could be promising. But yes, yeah, you're agreed, right. Agreed. She's, I think, along with Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., the best casting that they could have made in any of Superhero. Uh, yes. I'm going to go one... Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Yeah, he's good as well. Because he looks like a 15-year-old, yeah. except he's stupidly ripped for a 15-year-old. He comes across as this awkward I was as teenager. ripped as that as a 15-year-old. I wasn't. <laughs> Weren't we all? No. <laughs> he, he, uh, he comes across as a very awkward teenager, and he's so he plays the part. So I thought um, Far From Home was was a really excellent movie. And, you know, they're following Endgame. That's that's a big thing to do. That, you know, you have to re- kind of lead on from that story, but also keep people interested for what comes next in Phase 4. And I think they did a really excellent job of that. Well, there has been Spider-Man news today. Let's, we have been. to touch on oh, yes. this. Oh, it's, Controversial. It's been, yeah. yeah. Spider-Man will no longer be part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He'll be in the Sony world. Um, Sony have obviously had a deal with Disney and Marvel to um, co-produce the films together, and that has enabled Tom Holland's Spider-Man to appear in Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame and Captain America Civil War. They announced today that he's not going to be able to. I, I still kind of feel like this is maybe a negotiating tactic, and this is a dispute so. that might be resolved. But... It will be sad if we don't get to see Spider-Man. I think it will hurt both parties in that he's a big part of the Marvel world now, isn't he? He's almost yes. the most important surviving Avenger. They've kind of, certainly in the last movie, they're gearing him up to be the next Iron Man. Yeah. Um, I, I'm i kind of with you. I'm hoping that this will be a slightly prolonged um, uh, kind of negotiation period. And then after that, they will announce that he's, he's back in because he has become so vital to the MCU. Um, it would be a massive shame, particularly with the you know the post credit scenes of how it ended last time round, not to be able to continue that story. I think that would that would be a huge shame. Far from home finished on a total cliffhanger. Yes, it, it feels really like did. we need to know how that absolutely what happens after that. But also, on the other perspective, Sony did incredible things with Spider Man into the Spider Verse. You know, a film that was risky, daring really creative felt new and fresh and different it yeah. won an oscar i loved it and it fantastic. i feel like spider-man could flourish it under separately from the mcu yeah. as well i mean it it, it depends on who they yeah. get as choice of director and such like but uh we just have to wait and see how this pans out yeah. plays out i think yes I, I i'm hoping that ultimately he'll remain as part of the mcu um i do think into the spider-verse was incredible i'd love them to see uh, to see them make more animated movies in that kind of style because the yeah the animation style the soundtrack everything was really cool the story the plotline was great um, but I definitely want to see Tom Holland teaming up with the Avengers again uh, and uh, and seeing what happens next but there yep it's been a big twenty four hours for movie news as well the latest Bond title it's called No Time to Die what do we think um, so I <laughs> I guess with J- uh, James Bond movies. I never, as growing up, I never was that interested in them. I used to love the uh, GoldenEye on the N64. That was my first kind Classic of real experience. Game. Best with, game. Yep. Yeah, uh, that was my first real experience with with James Bond, and I played that so much growing up. Um, and then I've seen a few movies, and I, I, you know, some of them were okay, but I never really cared that much. And then when um, Daniel Craig took over the role, um, and we had Casino Royale, 
I thought that was incredible. It's such a great movie, and I loved it, and I, uh, I was certainly keen for more. The issue I guess I've got with the direction they've been going is it almost seems like they make one like phenomenal movie with Daniel Craig, and then the next one is just not not very good. So like the Star Trek movies. <laughs> yeah, they, they <laughs> drop the ball, and then they pick it up again. Yeah, and so what you're saying is they drop the ball with Spectre, Yes. They're going to pick it up again with no time I'm, to I'm die. Hoping, hoping I think so, you're yes. right though. Casino Royale, yes. brilliant. Quantum of Solace, uh, did not, not like brilliant. Skyfall, brilliant. Yes. Spectre, not brilliant. No time to die. Yeah. That's exactly it. So I'm hopeful that this is going to be great um, if they carry on that trend. The, th- the title feels like it's come out of a James Bond generator <laughs> thing, <laughs> yeah. doesn't it? That you go on a website and a put in bit. and it sh- shot it out. Time and die. That's always in a in a James Bond title, isn't it? So. <laughs> Yeah, I think, you know, that's a good sign, probably. <laughs> I'm glad they've got titles that mean something as well now. Like, we've had Quantum of Solace, Spectre, yes. Skyfall. This, this, is, this is a series of words that have been put together before. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. The other films, that the other f- Casino Royale, not really. <laughs> Quantum of Solace, no way. <laughs> Skyfall, uh, Spectre. Yeah, well, it's been it's from it's from Bond previously, but it doesn't yeah. mean that much, does it? Whereas No Time to Die, yeah. I've got it. I know yeah. what it means. I've Absolutely. heard it before. It fits. I'm excited. I'm, I, I, and I like the title treatment. It looks classy. Yeah. It it's does. out on April 3rd. And if you haven't heard, it's the biggest AV opportunity of 2020 <laughs> on cinema. And, and as I said, it has been a big 24 hours for uh, movie news. This is turning into a long pod because there has <laughs> been a lot of movie news. Perhaps the most exciting of the lot... It's been announced that Keanu Reeves and yes. Carrie M- Anne Moss, Carrie yeah, Anne Moss, isn't Karen it? Yes, yeah. are returning for a new Matrix film that's be t- that's written, produced, and directed by Lana Wachowski. We've got more Matrix coming, guys. I'm assuming 2021, maybe 2022, but Re- really exciting um, and completely unexpected. Yeah, no one. I wasn't so expecting I, this. I saw the Spider-Man news last night on my way home after the DCM uh, Film Club. And that was very disappointing. And then this morning was one of the first things I saw was the news of the Matrix. And, that, you know, that is really exciting because I guess the, the first Matrix is just one of the all-time classics, in my opinion. It's phenomenal. The second one and the third one have their moments. They have a few issues with them as well. But I still, as a trilogy, really enjoy them. Just getting that cast back together, I think, is is huge. Um, how much of a role they play in that movie is yet, yet to be seen, I suppose. Um, but... I'm really excited for more Matrix movies. I think that'll be very cool. There was there was rumours they were going to remake the, the Matrix, Matrix yeah. and then maybe they came to their senses and thought, why would <laughs> yeah. we do this when Absolutely. we can just go to Keanu Reeves and get him back? No one else should play Neo. It's him or no one else. And also, hopefully they've learned the lessons of Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions. Yes. Reloaded, to be fair... Had some amazing action scenes really in. Good, the yeah. bit on the freeway is brilliant. The yeah. fight that goes along after that is brilliant. But um, re- revolutions, basically, the more they set outside of the actual Matrix, the less interesting yeah. it comes. We like seeing Keanu Reeves wearing yeah. a black leather trench coat and sunglasses and fighting people yeah. where the usual f- um, rules of physics and time don't yeah. matter. Yeah. But then you take him outside of that and you put him in a Hessian sack with a little plug in the back of his head and they're all dancing to terrible techno and you're like no yeah keep it simple like, yeah i think so, they went a bit too far with the whole mythology Lana, as well it got a bit too complicated i don't know if she know. is listening but if you are listening <laughs> yeah. set more of my, work off a 90 10 90 percent 10 percent yeah rule 90 percent of the film has to be set in the matrix i think that Agreed. is a, a good rule yeah definitely states on that one 
but I'm excited. I, I, you know what? The Matrix, it's the 20th anniversary this year. There were 4K re-releases across the UK and uh, North America. I think it's a great sci-fi film. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And Keanu Reeves' comeback. Yeah, it does. And Keanu Reeves' comeback is as well, his star is as high as ever I think at the moment yeah. with the success of the John Wick franchise and yeah, you know the, the Toy Story as well branching out into video games yeah. now yeah. Be part of Cyberpunk uh, 2077 yeah. which I'm very excited about yeah which I'm looking forward to next year that's next year what, do we next have a release year, date for that yeah. one yet uh, I believe it's in April okay so and also you know he's I mean, I mentioned it. We weren't going to talk about the high-profile casting edition. There was talk about him being added to the Eternals cast. Doesn't look like it's going to happen now. But that was there was a genuine He's ripple of excitement about that. And what is it? Is there going to be Speed Three? It's like, you know. <laughs> I, I actually love uh, the first Speed. I think it's a great movie. I'd be more be well up for more Speed films with Keanu Reeves. But anyway, that is enough of movie news and movie chat with Wayne Greenwell and Antonio Garcia. Thank you for joining me, Wayne. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for joining me, Tony. Thanks again. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. I'll be back next month when it's DCM Awards time. Are you coming this time, Wayne? Uh, hopefully, yes. Are, are Ubisoft be put forward to anything this year? Um, I, I think we might be in the process of looking at it, at least. Uh, if you can re- remind me after this when the deadline <laughs> is, I'll push that along. The deadline was last month. Oh, so. That's a note. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> but anyway, it's DCM Awards time. It's the best night in the media it's calendar. Great night. Wayne, thank you very much. Um, don't forget to rate the podcast and subscribe via iTunes or your chosen podcast uh, app. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>